0: So, Berto, I thought we would respond to some patron questions and maybe read some comments on the air and and have a spontaneous conversation conversation that, that might become entertaining to the <laughs> listeners so that they will have something to distract them from their miserable lives
1: <laughs> well, if they uh put on maybe the show and then they uh, draw a bath? Is that how you say it? draw a bath? Yeah, I, some uh, scented candles. And, why is it draw a bath? I'm going to draw a bath. Like you don't <laughs> you don't draw
0: a, a, a you know like if you if you filled your sink with water you wouldn't say I'm going to draw the sink. I'm going to draw the wa- the sink with water. <laughs> what did Picasso say if he was drawing
1: like a a bath scene?
0: It's it's also interesting certain phrases that kind of wig me out like catch a movie. Like, oh, that, that there it goes. Oh, I caught it. <laughs> you know, what I mean? there's certain phrases that I just don't, right. y, that you wouldn't say, oh, I'm going to catch like a TV show, you yeah. know, or I don't think you would. Flick
1: flicker little nits. Huh? <laughs> you know.
0: <laughs> this is the Psychology in Seattle podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kirk Honda. I am a therapist and a professor.
1: <laughs> My name is Alberto <laughs> Castaneda, and I can't. I can't. Uh, and, uh, you know, this is such a funny moment that I forgot what I am or who I do. <laughs> so I was
0: on a forum for therapists uh-huh. today, and I saw a funny uh, comment or two that I thought I'd read. Uh, not, I won't read their names, but these people were saying uh, that uh, a woman therapist had just sent a text message to a supervisee. Okay, so someone she's supervising uh, to say to say nice work. So she was just going to say quotes. she was just going to say nice work, nice work. But it autocorrected, it auto-corrected as nice rack. Oh no! And it got sent. Yeah.
1: Holy macaroni!
0: Yeah. And then another person. <sighs> another person said, "I once had another female. I once had a male client uh, text me about an appointment, and I texted back." 12 o'clock is okay, but 11 o'clock is preferable. And for some unknown creepy reason, it autocorrected as, 11 o'clock is penis pops.
1: <laughs> Everyone knows
0: it's penis pops. <laughs> so let's talk about online dating, Berto. Because uh, <laughs> oh some, patro- some patrons have been r- r- asking us to talk about it, but also uh, patron Jed ha- has been... Commenting on it today, and so uh, I thought we would just briefly talk about it. That sounds good. I'll just say what I hear from people as they talk about online dating. They will say that you know they'll 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 go they'll do some online dating, and that, that if you ask them about it or they they're venting to you, I, I find that there's there's some refrains that I hear all the time. For example, you know, oh, there everyone's a loser out there. <laughs> or everyone's everyone's just looking for sex, right. you know. Or all the dudes are douchebags in Seattle.
1: Girls just want to have fun.
0: Or women are they're just controlling witches or something, <laughs> you know. Or no one's looking, you know, all the millennials, no one's looking for a long-term relationship. Right. They're just looking for a hookup. Right. You know, they want instant gratification.
1: You go out on a date, everything's going fine. Then 11 o'clock is penis pops. <laughs> <laughs> that is, my friend, a double callback.
0: So what, what would you say if, if someone came to you and was venting in that way?
1: Well, um, I would say maybe try to steer them towards the positivity, which is, look, for most of human history – Your options were so limited when it came to dating. It was like, wake up, go outside, look around you. There's emptiness all around you. And then there's your sister. And there's your sister. And in the distance, you hear something that sounds sort of remotely like the opposite sex or maybe the same sex, whatever you might be into. And you're like, oh... Maybe there's another human animal in the vicinity. Like you didn't have options, or you had these arranged marriages, or someone just invaded your town and now you're forced into whatever. Now we have these fantastical tools at our disposal. Yeah, I, I literally
0: have a a like great 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 great, great grandmother that's confirmed as because I do a lot of genealogy. Yeah, who was an Irish girl mm-hmm. who was kidnapped by pirates and, oh! and brought to the United States. And then my great, 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 great grandfather was an indentured servant in Virginia in wow. the, the mid 1600s, basically kind of like a slave from, yeah. from Britain. And he bought her for a couple bushels of tobacco and that's how they got That's married. That's how they got together. Yeah. So,
1: you know, you can have that. <laughs> but what
0: people would say is that, and you can actually look up her on the, on the internet, her name is Honora O'Flynn. Okay. Like Honor, Honor, Honora Honor O'Flynn. Honor O'Flynn. Um, and she's a little bit of a famous uh, person in, in anyway. And, and mathematically, she, she probably has like 5,000 or... Or fifteen thousand great 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 great, sure. great great
1: great great grand. I'm also one of her yeah. great, great great.
0: You might grand- you might be so, <laughs> so it's not like anyway. Uh, but what if they said to you, "Well, Umberto, that's all fine and good. In the past, people didn't have the attitudes they do today, where they're just you know they're <laughs> just looking for hookups. They, they have too many options. You know these right. these men." It, they just drop you and you know there's there's 20 or more, more women on Tinder right. that they can hook up with what would you say to that
1: well i'll say a couple things first of all it is not like traditional methods well, other than your enslavement story um, it's not like this removes the capability of meeting people in person irl right. you you can still go out to the restaurant or just go paint in some class that you take and you meet someone these things can still happen at the same time, it's not just like, well, men do this. Well, women do this. Well, yeah, well, people are people. And and, and yes, uh, the same behaviors that you would probably encounter if you were out dating in clubs 20 years ago, you'll probably encounter them online. Some of them exacerbated and whatnot. What I'm saying is I am sure there are many negatives that come with this. But there's also a lot of positives. Yeah. So you're trying to help people look on the
0: positive yeah. side. And, and you don't necessarily agree that – there's a problem because they'll 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 say it's pointless to try yeah. because
1: there no one is looking for a long term relationship. Well, but I have firsthand knowledge of people that found long term relationships via online dating. Yeah. So it's like now, granted, that's you know maybe I am in the statistical minority of knowing people that did that, but but I just feel like it's it's different if I had zero evidence. Like I've never heard of anyone. That had uh, at least a reasonably long-term relationship. No, but I've met many people but that I've met. what would you say you to know? someone that's like,
0: well, I don't think you understand, Umberto, Like, I've gone out on 30, 40 dates, and they've all been completely, like, worthless guys or women that I've met. You yeah. You they, they've just been, uh, you know, I, I don't know what to tell you. I got – maybe there's one in a
1: million, but, like, right. you know, I've gone out on so many over the past okay, year. Well, okay, so to that, I would say, well, it's time to change our strategy. You know, it, it doesn't mean that it can't work. Or, but but it, let's relook at what we're doing. What are you posting about yourself? How are these dates going? What are you saying? Are you and and is this different from the experiences you have when you meet people in person to start with and not online? Oh, I, I, would, victim, I would dive under victim blaming. Victi- I would victim blame a little.
0: Bit. No, no, it's not victim blaming. It's more like. By the way, asterisks. I want to apologize for being too much of a dick last last week when we talked about this. I got hot and. uh <laughs> Took things a little too far.
1: Well, I was also throwing parents under a fast-moving bus. But listen, I, I'm just saying it's not so much victim blaming. It's more like, look, if what you're saying is that you've now had dozens of failed attempts, well, one of two things is true. Maybe this system, in fact, for you will never work. I tend to look at it more like, well, well let's see what you're doing. Here, here's a different example. Uh, because I used to work in tech – for a little bit because I maintain barista machines. You know, people would come to me with their barista machine problems. You know, hey, Berto, you you work for that barista machine company. My barista machine is not working. What can you tell me? And so it was very often that they would say, this never works for me. But if we concluded, okay, well, then barista machines never work for anybody, that would be the wrong conclusion. So instead we'd say like, well, how are you using it? What kind of coffee are you trying to make with it? How long are you
0: brewing it? What could they possibly be doing that would – caused them to have you know a hundred percent failure rate of you know to them it's like the one or two women or men that i liked
1: they didn't like me yeah you know well so it could be a combination of things if their profile doesn't match who they are then they might be getting dates with people based on profile and initial like sort of casual interactions via texting or whatever and then they meet in person but If their reality of who they are doesn't live up to that profile or is significantly different that could cause a disconnect. And that, that goes both ways, like so, the people so, they're meeting and, right. and who they are presenting themselves as. So
0: some people might be meeting them and realizing that their pictures online are, are a little too flattering.
1: Pictures, absolutely, but not just pictures, right? So let's say let's say this person puts a, a, first of all, yes, a totally glorified picture from 10 years ago with beautiful lighting. And it says, I'm a really adventurous person. I'm a wild soul at heart, blah, blah, blah. Okay, then they meet. It's like, so what? So what do you do i'm you know i i've been playing sea of thieves a lot online and um <laughs> yeah and then you know and they're 10 years older they're into quote unquote different yeah more boring things whatever so then that may not work right cuz you didn't present yourself accurately
0: yeah i i would say that online dating has a few problems for example so so because pe- people will will complain to me and they'll just be like I think there's something wrong with online dating. They'll okay. say, you know, and I, and and yeah, I think there are some differences about. I mean, obvi- there's obvious pros, which yeah. is that, like you said, in the, in the old days, you just had to walk out your door and find someone, and now it's just like there's literally thousands of people within. There's like, plenty of fish within <laughs> like, within like a few miles that you right. can at least shop around and, and browse. But but the, there are some problems, which are that. When you are texting or you're looking at someone's profile, you don't get a sense for their vibe, the the vibe they give off yeah. when you're actually in their presence. And in the old days, when you would actually meet people in person, you, you get e- the vibe. <laughs> you would immediately get the vibe. Yeah, yeah. and so you pe- people will spend a lot of time shopping. They'll spend a lot of time messaging, reaching out. Only some will get back to them. you spend yeah. a lo- you spend a lot of time sort of cultivating the text and the email. You spend a lot of time like gearing up for the meeting. you finally meet and then boom that's when you actually get to see their vibe so in yeah. reality
1: you haven't really met until that moment that's fair now right. what, what a different way to to maybe leverage online dating if you're having that issue might be simply to use it as training like use it as training but you're still going to have to put in the real in real life, hard work. Right. So, uh, and I say that because let's say that you are a little maybe shy or or maybe you don't really know what to talk about when you go on a date or whatever. Well, that might make it hard for you to get a date in the first place. And if you don't get a date in the first place, how do you practice? But via online, you might at least get that first date. And then you could try out different approaches, different things. Um, Also, by the way, it's not just about you being good. It's that, you get to sort of see what you like and what you don't like. Yeah. You know, because it might seem like, well, I just want this type of girl or guy who's like really cool, blah, blah. And then you go out with that quote-unquote type of person and you realize, you know, I don't have much in common with this type of person. Right.
0: Yeah. Some other problems with online dating that I have have known from talking with people is that, yeah, there are too many choices to some extent for some people. It's yeah. easy to reject and know that you just have like a whole slew of more people to shop around with. Yep. And so I think for some people that can perhaps make them a little too impulsive with with dating decisions that if they had to actually walk out their door they might give people a little bit more of a chance, you know. Right. Uh, also, I think that when you meet people in person, sometimes chemistry can occur with people you wouldn't necessarily be attracted to if they had an online profile. You know, like you look at someone's picture – I mean, I'm guessing everyone has this experience. It's like there's people you've maybe dated in your past or been in long-term relationships Mm -hmm. with that if you just looked at their picture or even if you – maybe you even randomly come across their dating profile online. And you discover, like that, would be a person I would not go out with, right? But I met them in person, and there was something about their vibe or right. the the thing they sort of presented that made me really be attracted to them in a way that I wouldn't have just from looking at their pictures. You know? Yeah. Um, another thing is that um, when you meet people online, uh, a lot of times the the first number of ex- you know experiences you have with them they're not organic. And can be a little formal or awkward. You know, meeting for coffee is a really common thing. Hello, are you John? Yeah. Yes.
1: Are you Mary? Yeah.
0: And have you ever have you ever been a like a, a eavesdropper on these kinds of Tinder? Oh no, but that would be fascinating. Oh, I have. For some reason, <laughs> I, I have a fascination with it. And uh-huh. when I'm at a restaurant or a you know a bar or somewhere like or a coffee shop, I. I kind of have like a radar up for it, and I can I can kind of I'll take some guesses. I'll be like, oh, that kind of looks like someone waiting for someone, <laughs> and then sure enough, someone comes, and I'm kind of looking at them through that corner of my eye. I see, and you know, it it can go wonderfully for sure, but it can also be quite awkward. Whereas if you met them at a party, or I don't know. Uh, you were in church together or something like it would just be, I think, just less awkward and, yeah. and, and more, you know, lubrication
1: for the gear, So we say? I mean, but, I, I, like, I'll say this. Uh, um, my exp- my personal experience with online dating apps or sites, I say I would say, um, because when I when I tried it, it was <laughs> I don't think there were apps. There were sites. <laughs> That's how old I am. Anyways, it was terrible. Disastrous. But I think it's because I approached my profile as like a little work of art. <laughs> like I'm going to be creative with it and have all these little inside jokes. Oh my god! I can't, <laughs> right? I can't even imagine. So I think anyone coming across Do you remember a, one of the inside jokes you had? I'm sure it was probably American Psycho related. <laughs> Who knows? Like
0: um, I don't. Your profile exactly. picture was was Patrick Bateman with. <laughs>
1: With with blood all over his face. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't worry. I'm not as psycho as the American I like. Wink, wink. I mean, no. Listen, I don't remember exactly. It was certainly not that bad. But, but I do know that in my mind, I was trying to put my personality out there. And I just think that that might not work so well. Like maybe people want to start with like vanilla and then learn what the little spice is about. But whatever the case may be. My personal experience was not good, but I didn't attribute that to a flaw in the system. I felt like I was just not doing it right. Okay, you
0: know, I think that it's very similar to in-person dating in a lot of ways. Like it's hard to find someone that's compatible. It, you know, it's not like dating right.
1: dating problems are something new. Right. You know. Right. Well, it's exactly. It's not like we say, "Look, this online dating thing has got to go." Luckily, I have great success when I walk out my door. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's... it's Yeah. Luckily, everyone in the
0: 90s and the 80s and, right. the, and the 70s, like, they had no problems
1: with dating. It's right. called Singles. Yeah. The movie is called Singles. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, and, the, you know, because the fact is, is that 99.9% of relationships, they end, bef- yeah. you know, bef- before you die, right? Yeah. And that has never... That's always been the case, you know, uh, you know, in, in recent, you know, contemporary times and it's just really, really hard to find someone that's compatible. And yeah, that, that's going to be online too. Maybe, yeah. maybe a little more so because of the, the, how easy it is to, to jump into another dating relationship online.
1: Absolutely. Because imagine this exercise, imagine going to a, a party with say 200 people at it, uh, and you start hitting on all of them, are you batting two hundred for two hundred right <laughs> no right and 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 that's set up at a party probably of people that have something in common with you. This is the Wild West when you're on the website, and it's you know and then you're trying to bat what what are you trying to bat right and rejection hurts,
0: yeah, whether it's online dating or in person dating it it hurts to be dumped yeah and it's also frustrating to. To start relationships for a couple months, only to find yeah. that it didn't work out. And it takes time and energy and money, right? And blood, you get, sweat and tears. You get your hopes up, and then right. they either dump you or you dump them or Ooh. whatever. And so, here's my advice: first is is to to take care of yourself. You need to pace yourself. You need to get support. You need to be you know you need to have people to vent to. It you know it's akin to uh, trying to find a job. Both both dating and trying to find a job uh-huh. and and not finding a job are extremely destructive to one's self esteem and and to one's ego. There's something about the process that just destroys our self worth. Oh yeah. And so you need to have a lot of people to vent and and to you know build you back up. But the main thing is, I think what you were getting to was to lower your expectations. I mean like I said, the vast majority of relationships. And so if you go out, you know, you, you send out a 100 messages to a 100 different people that you're attracted to online, or you walk up to a 100 different people in person and yeah. say, Hey, what's up? And the percentage of people that will even reply is, you know, say, we'll give it a, a 10%, you know, a, that'll be high, right? Ten, ten, percent <laughs> Yes. So 10% will actually even just, you know, give you the time of day. And then of those 10%, we'll say, you know, 2% of of the 100 will actually, you know, have a conversation with you. And then we'll say, 0.5% will actually consider going out with you. And then point, yeah. 0.2% will actually meet up with you. Which, if it was out of 100 people, you're down to zero. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're less than zero now. Yeah. And then 0.005%, or 0.05%, you'll actually go on a second date with. Right. 0.005%, You'll go on a on a tenth date with right. so so out of that's pretty bad odds but but kind of accurate you know so so right. in essence you need to essentially send a thousand messages and go on you know a hundred th- or to three hundred dates with th- with, right. with with a hun- with hundreds of people online before you even find someone that lasts beyond a year and that relationship has like a thirty percent
1: chance <laughs> uh, of lasting to year five right you know? I mean like if if you had. Disney, like, if you just follow Disney's advice, you actually need to date six billion nine hundred ninety nine hundred million. you know, like, you need to date the whole world. Right. Because there's only one for you. <laughs> right.
0: Or, you know, say that there are... You know, there's a small percentage of people who will actually work out with you. You, There's, you know, a small percentage of ones out there. It's going to take a while before you're going to find them. And so, what I tell people is, it's basically a numbers game, whether it's in person or online. Like some people hit the jackpot on the first pull of the of the you know the slot machine, and some people you got to pull that thing like a like a a lot. That's why we need to hang the DJ app, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. The other thing is, is again. Take a break if you need to also, you know, like, like if, if you're not, if you're, if you did it for six months and it's getting frustrating, maybe it's time to like take a break, you know, and that's fine. But don't get jaded is the thing. Meaning you. you're
1: going out on multiple dates every day, having sex with tons of people. Take a break. Is that what you mean? Yeah, exactly. Okay, got it, got it, got it. And so, but don't get jaded because if you
0: start to develop a narrative, a, des- a destructive narrative right. that this is pointless and that... All men are douchebags, or all women are witches, or something. Yeah. It it's not going to help. Uh, there's nothing wrong with taking a break. This is this goes back to the MiGtao thing. Yeah, but but don't don't develop a negative narrative. Uh, uh, also, as you've been saying, also don't give up on in-person dating. Yeah. you know if your online dating isn't working, you know, shut that stuff. Don't give
1: up. Cause you got friends. Hey, listen. Um, is it uneven expectations? Also, like, I wonder if if some some percentage of men have different sets of expectations than some percentage of women. Do you know what I mean? Like, in terms of what are they hoping to get out of? Not a, not in my
0: experience. Uh, in my experience, heterosexuals. We're talking mm-hmm. men and women have the exact same reaction to online dating. I see. The exact same. They, they'll say the exact same words. Okay. <laughs> they'll just, They'll. you know, and, and, but they'll say the, they'll say the exact same thing about the opposite gender. You know, they'll, right. they'll, they'll, the, the men will be like, women, you know, they just, they don't want long-term relationships. They're, they're just in it for like short-term things and, And they're not really interested in getting to know me. And then women will say this the exact same thing. You know what I mean?
1: (laughs) I wonder if it's for opposite reasons. Like the women go out on dates with the men and they get the feeling that the man just wants to have sex. The men will go out on dates with the women and the women are like, I didn't like this guy. So I'll just have sex once. (laughs) You know, and then you end up in the same result. But anyways, who knows? But but, but my point was of, of asking that it was if you have uh some disproportionate amount of like you know you, you go to a club for example and they let ladies in for free <laughs> often right why well because it, it's just like you're going to have a lot more guys paying money to get in the club where there are ladies and the ladies are like dude you you should pay me to come into this club i'm wondering if that manifests online as well it does
0: a little bit from from the from anecdotal experience but also, there are plenty. There's a there's a the thing that, and I think research shows this is that there's a small percentage of women that are extremely photogenic who get like ninety five percent of the messages. Can you introduce us? <laughs> yeah. And but there's a whole slew of other women who aren't so photogenic who get next to nothing in terms of in mm-hmm. terms of messages. So it's not. So it's not like. So there are some particular women who. They dominate po- the, uh, They post their profile sure. and they just get flooded. Do and that's you know probably I mean? true with men too, right? Um, to less less so. Less, less so, so okay. because of cultural yeah, gender yeah. socialization regarding who's supposed to reach out. Plenty of women do reach out online. Like when more, I go more by so a, than in real life, honestly.
1: Okay. When I go by a club at night, you know, I'm walking by, I got my duds on, uh, they will they will offer me they often like they come the bouncers come up, Sir, sir, sir. Here's twenty dollars for you to get the hell away from this (laughs)
0: sweet man Uh, that was a twist (laughs) um the the one factor that i'll throw in there about clubs is that when women go out into public they have to deal with unwanted advances that are extremely aggressive that they can't get away from or even just sexual assaults or people grabbing them and stuff and so uh that also creates a a, a pressure for a lot of women to stay out of clubs, right. and and the clubs want there to <laughs> yeah, be more yeah. women because they know they can sell more drinks and da da. And right. so when women come up to some of these clubs, and we're only talking about particular yeah kinds certain of types of clubs, clubs yeah. where specifically se-
1: meat grindy kind of clubs. right yeah. where
0: sexual assaults probably happen frequently in those kinds of places. You know? I
1: also wonder if there's a similar thing online, like for example. More women receiving very crude, overt, initial communications. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Of yeah. uh, dick pics, you know, yeah. <laughs> which I just,
0: in the, you know, it, I, I know there's there's got to be some comedian who's saying this, you know, stand up <laughs> routine of just like, there's one woman once <laughs> who responded to a dick pic <laughs> and like, that just, it, you know, that rumor spread and created the phenomenon because, like, have you ever heard of someone being sent a dick pic or sending a dip, dick pic and having it go anything better than, you know, than neutral? You know One I mean? woman once. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, let's take a break, and when we get back, let's continue with patron emails and whatnot. What do you say, Berto? Let's do it. All right, we're back from the break. If you haven't become a patron of the podcast yet, do so now, or else Berto will send you a dick pic.
1: (laughs) Oh, wait, no. Oh, no. This could go one of many ways.
0: (laughs) Also, if you're having trouble, if you are a patron and you're having trouble with with the premium feed, which has all of our exclusive episodes... um, email us at contact at psychologycial.com and uh, and we can help you tech with technical stuff lately I've been trying to figure out the best uh, I the best phone app for accessing the most premium episodes because some phone apps only allow uh, they only because sh- we've been we've you know we have something like 450 Episodes on the premium feed. Yeah. And for some people, they only have access to like 100 or 200 or three. Because the app's limited. Because the app's limited or something. But then some apps are actually allowing access to most of them, but not all of them for some weird reason. That's so weird. And so I'm, I'm compiling a lot of information. I asked the patrons to send me uh, information on what apps they're using, and I'm getting a lot of good info. Uh, incidentally, it seems like the iPhone podcast app, big surprise, is not, right. is not very good, but down, <laughs> downcast for iPhone appears to work pretty well to get all the episodes. And then for Android podcast addict, addict seems okay. to work really well. So people are saying some other ones. The one I, you
1: sent me like pir- pirate something.
0: Uh, or, yeah. Or, or uh, uh, I don't know. We'll have to look it up, but, yeah. but the, um, uh, we're looking into it, and I'll send out a, a large email to everyone kind of laying this all out. It's it's a bit of a – it's frustrating because this isn't rocket science. Right. And podcasts are a major thing in the world, and all you would have to do is fucking change a setting in the app that allowed – some, yeah. some apps don't even allow for you to access – premium uh you know pot you know uh password protected right. feeds
1: well i mean I, re- I really do wonder what's driving that those decisions because it's not their storage it's right. not their like the ui doesn't have to change just because you have to keep scrolling like right I-, I don't get it right it's yeah it's not their storage it's yeah. it's the storage is on your phone it's not their bandwidth
0: it's not their fucking bandwidth right it's the only bandwidth they had to do is give you the app yeah, and, and then they're done, and it's not like they lose money by giving me more content. No, right? Ugh, you, you w- there. It's it's some fucking stupid thing. It's like, well, no one
1: would want to listen to more than 300, the last 300
0: episode, or 200 episodes or two hundred episodes. Like, would do that? Why would you want that? Like, that's a couple just- of clowns talking about dick
1: pics. I mean, come on.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'd understand if there's some deep setting where it's like you go into the app and it's like, allow <laughs> allow like multiple, but like you can't. Is there, that like deep state? Deep there's setting? no, there's no, <laughs> there's no, um, you know,
1: option. Anyway, so- By the way, I, Do you realize you created a paradox? Because our patrons, we have their contact information for. Our non-patrons, we don't have their contact information for. So ironically, I can't, live up to the threat you issued with our non-patrons because I don't have their contact info. So step one, become a patron. No, no, no. I said, if you become a patron, or oh, did I say- Yeah, the- you threaten them with the oh. negative. If they don't become a patron, Umberto will antagonize you online. But I'm saying, I can't because I don't have their contact info. So before you become a patron, send me your contact info, letting me know you're not going to become a patron. Speaking of sending people things, Berto, pick a month- Out of
0: the past two years, and then we're going to pick some people in that month to give swag. Easy November. November of what year? Of 2016. 2016. November. So I'm going to look for people who joined in 2016. November. Okay. So, and now some, I'm also going to look for people with photos. Oh, you know what? Krista is in there. You know Krista. Yeah. from, From Vancouver. Yeah, so let's. I think Krista, we've already sent some swag, but we'll do it again. And then, are we supposed to debate some epic Star Wars thing with? No, was was it Krista or was it someone else? Anyway, we also got Drew from Decatur, Illinois, and we also have Mary from Lodi, California. Uh, heck, let's just go, Tanya from massachusetts and anna maria from atlanta georgia so those are all people who have pictures uploaded to to um patreon who joined in november of 2016 who still have their credit card working (laughs) (laughs) okay also uh what else can we say join the Facebook fan group. That's always fun. All right, let's go on here. So someone asked us to talk about recent TV and movies we've been watching. Mm, so fuck. what what have you been
1: watching, Bro? Well, let's see. I recently saw Annihilation. Oh yeah, well, what'd you think? It was it was quite entertaining and very trippy. I I, I didn't love all the acting. Yeah. Um, as many of the actors and actresses. I don't know if it's maybe just the direction of it, but it felt pretty wooden, pretty, yeah, yeah. you know, dry. Um, and 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 as a result, I felt like the scenario presented to us that this thing is engulfing, potentially will be the end of the world and stuff. I didn't get as invested in that reality of like. That's what's happening. It didn't help that it was so enclosed. We just saw their situation. We didn't. But whatever. That, that, that was sort of a feeling I had is that I didn't quite feel the weight of the situation. Putting that aside, the visuals were fantastic and creepy. You know, they had some really creepy, you know, spoiler alert, really combinations of organisms. Well, have,
0: well that's not a spoil. I, I, they see that in the trailer. Yeah, well, the not but not it Don't the spoil
1: the end. ending. Okay. Um, so anyways, it was really trippy and cool visuals. And I will say the topic is fascinating. What out of ten would you give it? I would probably give it a seven. I gave it an eight. I liked it better. Yeah. I liked it
0: more than you did. I was so I, it didn't make any sense to me. It made more sense to me than it did to you because we've talked about the yeah. the, the higher. Actually, meaning. you had
1: a really interesting analysis of it yeah. that I that I thought was very insightful. which
0: I guess I could say because it doesn't really spoil it, but and it might help if you watch this yeah. is that I think that. So this this meteor lands on in the United States and yeah. it's this strange meteor that like changes reality essentially. Yeah, it's
1: got this field emanating from
0: yeah, it. Yeah, and it's and it's neither it's neither a villain or good. It's just it's it just is. like it's almost like an infection of some kind. Anyway. And so and it changes things some good, some bad and, and some neutral. And what I think the ending has to do with is that it also has enough it also it absorbs things dna organisms but it, i think it also absorbs psychology yeah and so i think that's the whole point is that the ending of the movie is all about absorbing the character the there's three main characters you have the psychologist you have natalie portman and you have oscar isaac and each of them have something that they're struggling with right and this meteor absorbs that and some very strange things happen. And I think that that's, that's an interesting take on it, but I gave it an eight because as I was, I I like going, when, when I walk out of a movie, I want to feel a certain way. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I felt like an eight walking out of the movie (laughs) because, (laughs) because I didn't really understand what I saw. Sure. I certainly thought the writing could have been a little tighter. I certainly thought that the acting could have been a little better, but that was a, that was a, kind of a there was a unique experience yeah definitely I mean it had elements of like the thing and alien and it had it, sure. had, it had a lot of elements of a lot of different movies that uh, I felt like it was sort of and it's interesting it's like the best movies of today can only echo previous movies you know what I mean yeah but anyway I th- I walked out like affected by it, it okay. and th- there was a particular scene in the middle a couple scenes a couple creepy scenes in the middle where I actually had to look away from the screen because it was freaking me out so yeah. much. You know, it was I just like I know
1: what part you're talking about.
0: <laughs> it was just like the yeah. way the music was and the the yeah, the way it's shot and yeah. the way the faces look and and it just was so disturbing but not in a horror movie kind right. of way. And then there's all these interesting kind of nuance and and some people are criticizing it because they wanted more action. But I'm thinking, like, if you want an action movie, watch The Expendables. Like, yeah. th- this is supposed to be, this is supposed to be something different, or Predator. <laughs> I also really liked that it was all women, and they yeah. didn't really talk about that very much. Right. They talked about it a little bit. It's like, well, we've had a lot of men go in, so now yeah. we're going to try women. But they just sort of glanced over it, and it, right. it, it almost seemed like, well, it just happens to be that there's all women going yeah. in.
1: You know? It wasn't like now it's the women's turn because <laughs> ovaries work better. Yeah. You know like, now uh part of the issue that I, part of the reason I rank it a little lower is that i had um nerdy problems with part of it for example when they first got got um when they're first about to go into the field yeah. the 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 weird field the shimmer the shimmer i'm sitting there going like yeah, Please yeah. tell me you tried all the combinations of right. one centimeter, two centimeters, three centimeters, with a rope, with a thing, with everything. And, like, since they didn't indicate that they had gone through all those tests, I was sort of sitting there, st- like, stewing my, yeah. my juices a little bit, going, like, yeah, there God were, damn it.
0: Yeah, there were a lot of things, like, they had said that no one had ever come out. Yeah. And I'm like, at some point, they were, they were, were, they were barely inside. Yeah. And I'm like... Did you try just that, like... T- toe in toe out did right. you try that right yeah like you didn't try that <laughs> yeah um also when they're inside electronics work right even radios yeah they're they're a little jumbled up but yeah. like their video cameras work and yeah. and other things and it's like so why wouldn't why wouldn't you send even like a uh like just someone walks in films around a little bit comes out like you've had Nothing has come out. That just seemed they should have like qualified that a little bit. Like some people have gone in like a mile, right, right, right. But no one's
1: ever gone to the source. Just and that actually that would have been a simple scene. It could have in fact been written just like that. You mean not at all? It's like well, no, of course. Like they've gone in and out, but we mean like past the point. We don't. Yeah, something like that. So other
0: things that I've been watching are high maintenance. Have you seen this? It was a web TV. Oh, I, I,
1: I, it's a HBO thing, right? It's HBO now, but
0: it used to be. It, a, is it
1: a pun? Like he's a maintenance person and he's high all the time? No, he's a drug dealer. Okay, but it's a. It takes place in.
0: He's a pot dealer, and he. It takes place in Brooklyn, but I love this show. Okay. Uh, it is. It is wonderful. I, I remember when it was a web series mm-hmm. on Vimeo, and it's. Every episode is, is its own little unit, so you don't have to watch you know, okay. the whole thing. You can, you can watch any episode. There's probably a total of, including the web series, probably a total of like 40 episodes or something.
1: Is it like a mother struggling to make ends meet and she needs to sell weed? No.
0: It's, it's not a comedy, although it can be funny. Each, the way I describe it is each episode, it's almost kind of like Black Mirror in a sense, in the, oh, okay. in that each, but it's not a mystery. But it's
1: still tied together.
0: It, yeah, because there's okay. one' cause there's one weed dealer so essentially it weaves in and out of people's lives mm. and the the writing and the directing is so real and visceral oh. and unique, but interesting and funny like okay. that, like for example, there's this one episode in the web series about this guy who is uh he's he's dating. And he meets this girl, and things are going well. And then, and then, late in the day, he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I have to do this thing. I'm I'm on this regimen where I'm on this super health kind of regimen." <laughs> and she's like, "Well, what do you mean?" He's like, "Well, I need to take. I I don't sleep at night. I take these these twenty minute naps every oh
1: the polyphasic every polyphasic yeah sleep. every
0: two hours or something." Yeah. And and she's like, "Okay, that's kind of weird." And then like. That kind of diverges away, and then we follow him as he leaves her place, and then he's like uh, walking down the street, and he's like, "Oh shit, I Time have to, for a nap. Time for a nap." And he just lays down in an alley, and he's like super buff, and he's like super into like health and everything. And then the girl, we see the girl go off, and she starts texting <laughs> with some guys. like oh, I just, I just dated this guy, but like, essentially, it's just the the weed part of it is just an excuse to tell stories about people. I see. Like it has, it's it, a gateway. If you will, <laughs> it it almost has nothing to do with marijuana. Like okay. there, there's almost it's it's mostly about people's lives, and it gives you an excuse essentially because he always he does house calls the the weed deal, uh-huh. and he goes into their house and he interacts with these people, and it's just wow! I gotta watch this. It's it's really entertaining. I Fun. I find it I find it to be just delightful and interesting and like. It can be very moving, sometimes, very touching, you know, like someone will be terminal cancer yeah. and, and they'll get the weed, and then we'll go into their life a little bit it It almost seems like every episode is
1: created by a different writer director wow, but it's not it's a clever idea, <laughs> yeah I've uh, recently watched Hamilton, okay, that counts ish yeah. right what do you think? Oh it was actually surprisingly, it totally lived up to the incredible hype. How much were the tickets? It was way too much like i ha- <laughs> I had to uh I had to lose a rib <laughs> no seriously, it was so much money but um but the cre- Do you want to share no no no, you I'm don't just, want to I'm share. embarrassed I'm embarrassed for how much I paid Okay, but well everyone's thinking like ten grand right no now. no 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 nothing like that, nothing like that no it wasn't it wasn't stupid it was just stupid <laughs> but it was. It was such amount of hype going into it. And yeah. I had never heard the music on purpose. Like I'd stayed away from the music because I wanted to like see it uncolored and whatever. Um, and unfortunately, it was in full color. So I was just, just kidding. And I went in with zero expectations other than being told it's the greatest musical of all time. <laughs> so my expectations couldn't have been higher. And it was great. Um, it's it's hard for it to become my favorite of all time because in that category would be things like The Sound of Music and others, you know. But still, definitely my top five. The, the music was so innovative or the way that it was done was so innovative because, you know, when normally you'd be talking or sing-songing, they were rapping, right? So that was really cool. And the songs were beautiful, really clever lyrics, really interesting. I learned a ton of history. I didn't know who these John... Quincy people or whatever they are, are because I didn't grow up in this country. Right? I barely know history from Columbia, let alone... M- most people don't know who Hamilton is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think that's um, kind of the point of the musical. Yeah, isn't yeah, it? yeah, and so it was fascinating. But, you know, some people know who George Washington is, right? Yeah. And I did too. <laughs> and it was really fascinating. Uh, the dancing, everything was great. And they had some scenes in the, in the musical where they play with time like they almost like rewind time a little bit and stuff and it was so well done. Mm. I just loved it. It was really
0: great. Cool. I've been watching another TV show called One Mississippi which is on Am- mm. Amazon. It's an Amazon. I've seen the trailer. Uh, it's great. Tig Notaro, she's a stand-up comic mm-hmm. and an actress. She is so funny and this show is funny, real and tackles like some very interesting social topics oh. cuz she is a lesbian living in Mississippi right and the and it's interesting because she's actually from the south herself this actually this show is actually largely autobiographical
1: okay so it's sort of, it's based on our
0: yeah. experiences right so her she she came down in real life she came down with this really bad stomach Problem that was very painful and almost killed her. Mm-hmm. At the same time, pregnancy or she, no, it was like some. <laughs> at the same time, she had breast cancer and and, <gasps> and had to have a double mastectomy. So was mespectomy. the stomach problem related to the cancer? Totally different. Oh my god! At the same time, her mother dies, and uh, and so she's sick and da wow. da da. And then she she does this stand up routine that uh became slightly viral and then Louis CK was a friend mm-hmm. and decided to uh when it, at the height of his fame like 4 years ago or something he backed it and like produced it and okay. and it and it became huge that it be, this this people bought this this I one see. routine that she gave and then of course all the stuff about Louis C.K. came out later, right? And then she made an episode kind of about that, mm. and she tackles it fucking head on. Really? Yeah. Like some of this stuff is it's it's
1: the show Wait. is almost too real, but it's also hilarious. So is the show sort of like is she playing herself literally, or is it a fictional? But it's based it's, on her.
0: It's like slightly fictionalized. Okay. So like her her mom isn't played by her mom, obviously. Just- I and her see. dad isn't played by her dad. I wonder
1: if it's like Curb your enthusiasm in a way, except less wacky. It's kind of like Curb but not, not but it's scripted, you know. Yeah, I see. Okay, okay. And and
0: that better than new Curb, you know. Yeah. Um any other shows or TV stuff? You
1: Speaking to? of Curb, I watched the recent season uh the the most which it had been like 8 years or something. Yeah. And I didn't so it was, like it. No, I it was it was nowhere near original Curb. Like really the the first, like usual, you know, the first few seasons of Curb were just liquid gold. I, I would say the first five or six, seven seasons of Curb were awesome. Yeah, yeah. but this the, the, the catch with this one, as you know, is that it, I think a lot of us just assumed that it, it was done, and it'd been so long, and so he had yeah. sort of a comeback. It definitely was t- a lot of tired, you know, bits from, from the past, and there were some characters that I felt they sort of ruined for me. That said... Lin-Manuel Miranda was in it. It was a Hamilton writer. Right, right. And they had a whole episode. Remember that? They had an episode with him and stuff. Yeah. That was uh, one of my favorite episodes because Larry is trying to put together this musical called uh, Fatwa. Yeah. And Lin-Manuel comes on to help, but it turns out he's super controlling and they have a lot of funny interactions. Yeah. So I actually, that one was, was sort of my favorite one. So just rattling off some other stuff I've seen, because I have a list here, is The Tick, which is
0: a reboot yeah. on Amazon, also fantastic. It, there's
1: been like three ticks, four ticks?
0: Well, there's the cartoon, and then there was the live action. The one with Putty. Yeah, <laughs> and then there's this one. Okay. Yeah. And and I would say this one is probably my favorite. It's hilarious. I mean, the cartoon was pretty funny back in the day, too. Yeah. But this is pretty good. It's it To me, The Tick is... Better than the Marvel movies it's like you know because it, it, it's funny, but it's touching, and the characters are so rich, and the story arcs are interesting and like you actually know it really but, and but the the special effects are crap. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can really tell. It looks like a 90s sort of sure. special effects team. Yeah. But it's like, I don't care because I love the story. Anyway.
1: Oh, I got to check it out.
0: Uh, I saw Jumanji, the movie. Oh, okay. Was that good? Yeah. I gave it a six. Okay. Uh, it's it's funny. It's not amazing. It's, Jack Black, it, The Rock. Yeah. It's got a good... And um, what's his face? Uh, Kevin Hart. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and game night saw that with uh, it's got uh, Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams. Whoa, what's that one? Uh, it's 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 about the this game night where well, I won't spoil it. But anyway, I gave it a five out of ten. It's fun. It it wasn't
1: great, but okay. it wasn't terrible. But is it like a romantic comedy?
0: No, it's like a wacky comedy adventure, essentially. Kind of like I see. Anyway, uh, tomb-
1: I rewatched Tombstone. <gasps> oh, that's one of my favorites, man. So, have you watched it recently? Yeah, I know what you're saying, but yes, and I still love it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I,
0: back in the day, 1993 gave this probably like a 9 out of 10. It's
1: not a 9 movie. I, I gave it, I downgraded it to a 5. Well, I mean, I understand why you're saying that. There's some really cheesy parts. Some of the, yeah, like there are scenes. Part of the the, the problem is that the way they cut it ended up making some scenes not make sense at all. Well, that didn't really bother me. Most of it was just like
0: how cheesy it was and like how the the good guys are so
1: awesome. But that's – the dude, I'm your Huckleberry. Oh, it's so good. I will say, look, there are some parts of it absolutely cheesy. But Ringo was awesome. Um. Uh, what's it? Val Kilmer was awesome. Yeah. Th- yeah. And, and dude, like, are you gonna just stand there and bleed, Slap! throw down, boy? I mean, like, what an amazing scene. Yeah. Uh, you
0: know. <laughs> but there, it just. I don't know. It's a star-studded cast, though. It's interesting. Yeah. Like when you when you see the amount of stars in this movie.
1: <laughs> it's so star-studded that what's the name of the actor with the big mustache? Sam. Uh. What? Sam Elliot. Elliot. It's so star-studded that the opening overdub narration, I thought that was Sam Elliott doing it. It's not even him. It's uh, the other, the super famous uh, actor with a deep voice like that. Um, I forget his name. Someone else. But but it's a a huge, huge star from like the 50s and stuff like that. They they had so many stars in this movie. Saw Black Panther. Oh, yeah. Me too. What out of 10 would you give it? Okay, Black Panther, I would give a seven as well.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I gave it a seven. Yeah. Uh, I... I some people give it a 10 and I've, oh. I've i've talked with people about it and i get it oh. on particularly black people that black friends hey i have black friends oh yeah.
1: yeah yeah some of my best friends are black <laughs> no seriously
0: i've talked with black people and i get it because like if if this was like yellow panther and it was like asian yellow. oh my
1: god
0: if it was asian panther <laughs> taco panther <laughs> like if, if if it was yellow panther honestly like I it, and and you had all the same, like it was yeah. super like Asian
1: legends. And for for me, I'm talking about for me, yeah, right, even though I'm not from Mexico, right. <laughs> well, we found out that you're like entirely Spanish, by yeah. the way. Oh, yeah. oh, Jesus, okay, fine. So, uh, more, uh, what would that be? Moors invading, and my Spaniard descendants are defending, his... yeah.
0: But anyway, like when I see movies that ha- like Mulan, Ancestry.
1: like Mulan, let me
0: just tell you about Mulan, yeah. That would have that was like ninety eight ish or something ninety seven. Right. I'm thinking it, 90, late ninety nine Late nineties. Right. When I when I watched the, so you know there's a there's hardly any Asian movies out today yeah that are that are the kind of things I want to say. I mean there's certainly a lot of Chinese Hong Kong films. Oh well, you
1: had that recent one Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon which I love like twenty years ago as <laughs> well yeah and
0: and and so there but there were definitely not a lot back then yeah. right and so. Mulan is a great movie. It's a Disney movie. It has yeah. all the all the swells. It was and, amazing. One of,
1: one of the better ones, for yeah. sure.
0: I was crying like 50% of the time while watching that movie. Uh, like, like just little things would happen yeah. between the daughter and the father or something that touched on something deep in me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know... I can watch. I, I I saw Lion King for the very first time, for example. Right. I've never seen. Can you believe that? I've never seen Lion King. Oh, what? Yeah. But so when did you see it? Just last week. No. Yeah. Well, because wow. in the nineties, I didn't have cable. I was sure I was twenty something, and uh, you know, and Disney didn't call you to a movie theater. Why would I go to a movie theater to see the Lion King? On a date or something? I don't know. But but anyway, so Mulan. It touched something deep in me, even though it's got some problems with it, you know, ethnicity wise. But, but, and I'm not even Chinese. I'm I'm Japanese. So, but there's something about that that, like, I when I when I discovered uh, Chow Yun Fat in Mm -hmm. the in the John Woo movies, similar kind of thing. Hong Kong movies, yeah, not really my culture, but close enough that. I just consumed John Woo and Chow Yun-Fat, and it and it t- it touches something deep inside of me. So if I was a black person— <laughs> A black kid, for example. And I was watching Black Panther, yeah, like, I can just—because it's a great movie. Yeah. And
1: I can just imagine it touching something deep in me. I, I definitely understand that, and I will say that I, I am, of course, very happy it got made, very happy it was so successful, and it was an entertaining movie for sure. My problems with it were all the same problems, by the way, that I would have with a Justice League or a Batman v Superman or any of these movies that some people decide to trash into the garbage, but they somehow ignore all the same problems. Things like, you know, you know, the scenes where you're having this big combat moment. Right. And he everyone's upset at this guy for showing up and challenging the Black Panther but it's totally within the rules they were just having the same kind of combat just a minute ago and now everyone's against them because he beat the black panther fair and fucking square you know stuff like that was bothering me there were other things like where they didn't commu- they had little threes companies moments where the bad guy shows up by the way spoiler alert the bad guy shows up and he's like ha i've brought you the the guy that that the black panther failed to catch but the Black Panther doesn't say, "Wait, wait, we had caught him, and he's the one who broke in and stole him." Like they don't have these conversations, and it was annoying me, right? Because that's one of those like, "Well, Mister Roper said that." Yeah, like I don't need to like be talked down to like this. The thing, the thing that I didn't
0: like about, I I, I loved it. I thought it was totally entertaining. It's you know, uh, it's a it's a fun movie. It's you know, it's a. I gave a seven out of ten. That that means I really liked it. But the problems that I had with it are, again, the problems I had with all these movies, which apparently really works because everyone loves these movies, is that they always have something that essentially is just magic. They they had that uh, unobtainium or whatever. yeah, that, that, whatever Well,
1: that, that one is, is – but that one is not a new thing for the movie. You're just upset that that's in the comics in the first place. By right. Right,
0: right. Exactly. So it's, it's in the comics. Yeah. And that's why I could never really get into some of the yeah. comics as well. Where you just dis- like Thor, for example, is just like I don't understand what his powers are, sure. or or Wonder Woman, for example, and they're
1: not consistent, for example.
0: And I I just don't get it. I'm like, yeah. so it, can anyone hurt Wonder Woman? Because like, yeah. And I've looked it up, and you can't, you can't. She's indestructible. <laughs> Thor, Thor is indestructible. Uh, the Hulk is indestructible. Yeah. They these are creatures. They're yeah. they live forever. And they can't be hurt. Yeah. So why do they even fight? Do you know what I mean? Like I don't get it. Like what? What's it's the same
1: with Superman? You know? Yeah.
0: And and, and t- that's why that's why Batman at least has some yeah. believability. Or so Ant, you, you Ant have Man. A, Ant Man. But even Ant Man is starting to get a little. Out you have you have issues with some of the core fundamentals. Yeah. It's just yeah. like like with Star Wars, for example. Uh, you know, Luke can die. You right. can you, if you shoot him with a yeah. blaster
1: in the head, he dies. I. I, I excuse all that only because I, – I mean I, I don't disagree with you that that is unfortunately annoying. But I, I, I discount that because it's not the movie's fault. They're just following the, the lore. But stuff like in one second, this whole armada of rhino people are attacking everyone else and trying to kill them. A second later, oh, that's right. I'm married to this important person. I should probably stop this. And then all of a sudden, everyone's fine. There's stuff like that. By the way, I wouldn't be anywhere near as annoyed about any of this. If these other people wouldn't get so annoyed about stuff like Justice League. So part of it is I have sour grapes because I'm sitting here like this movie, just like all superhero movies, have plenty of silliness and contrived plots and things where you're like, but why would they do it that way? But it's okay because it's fun.
0: I want to talk about some other things that I've seen, just kind of rattle them off, and then we'll adjourn here, Berto. What do you say? All right. And if you think of anything you've seen. Yes. Uh, I saw, th- I watched Thor Ragnarok again and actually enjoyed it much better the second time, actually. It's a fun movie. The first time I saw it, I was I was like, yeah, 7 out of 10. Second time, 8. Do you upgrade it to 8? Eight? 8, maybe even a 9. I mean, it is... It is like – I think I didn't realize what the tone was going to be the first time I watched it. Uh And the second time, now that I knew the tone, I I was like really enjoying it. Okay, Uh, I watched Detroit, the movie from last year that was based on the 1967 Detroit Riots, Catherine Bigelow's movie Mm. with John Boyega. Uh, There were certain parts of it that I thought were amazing and other parts of it that I thought were not. I gave it a 4 out of 10 because they – It was a movie that could have really explained the issue of race in America and why all that stuff happened, but they basically just reduced the entire event to kind of one slice of it, and it didn't really—it was such an opportunity for Catherine Bigelow to tell a story that needs to be told in a very important way, and Ninety percent of the story was sort of excluded, yeah, and it didn't really paint anyone, in a, and you could even say, in some ways, the movie was offensive to black people. In some ways, you know, it, yeah,
1: it it looked at from hmm. certain angles. But anyway, by by the way, uh, Thor is another one where yes, I very much enjoyed it. Thor. Okay, let's take the Hulk. Do, do you realize that the Hulk because of his incredible healing capabilities? He could grab, and let's not forget his incredible strength. He could grab that little little thing they stuck in him, that little control thing. Right. He could rip it out in less than a second, yeah. and he would be healed nearly instantaneously. Yeah. In so, fact,
0: he'd be stronger because when he's actually he hurt. He gets angry. He, well, he even gets, he even gets stronger right. and
1: bigger. And then Thor is the god of fucking thunder. Yeah. And they're electrocuting him into submission. Yeah. Now – they could have explained this they could have said that these are pieces of infinity stone power or whatever the hell no explanation nothing so again I wouldn't care it's a superhero movie relax let's just have fun but don't come to my doorstep arguing about the other movies Justice League yes I saw nine eleven with it
0: has Charlie Sheen in it and whoopi Goldberg it came out last year nine eleven it's called nine eleven
1: it's called nine eleven
0: yeah and what's it, it about nine eleven it's <laughs> about a, a quote unquote true story it of these people trapped in an elevator in one of the towers.
1: Whoa. But is this a serious movie? Like a,
0: yeah, very serious oh, movie. Okay. It is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Jeez. I gave it a one out of 10. It is so bad. Charlie Sheen's <laughs> character is like, ten. it's written in this way that makes him like this. It's, it's almost like Charlie Sheen was like, I want a movie that makes me look super awesome. Uh-huh. And I don't care what you have to do to the script to make me look super awesome. And it's it's almost like a parody if you watch it. Like I, you, everyone out there, watch Nine Eleven with Charlie Sheen. Just imagine Charlie Sheen in a movie. What year did this come out in? Last year. Oh my god. And Whoopi Goldberg. What? And Luis Guzman. Oh my god. Uh, it is it is laughable how terrible this movie is. Um, I watch a TV show, The Alienist. Oh, I heard that's good. Is it? Is it uh, interesting? That's okay. Isn't it
1: about like? a hunting serial killers.
0: Yeah. It's like Dexter, but instead of modern times, you're in the twenties and it's a psychiatrist.
1: No, I I remember now when we did our, our, our podcast party thing, someone, maybe it was Lyndon. Someone said, have you guys seen the alienist? You guys should talk about it because Uh. it's about these serial killers or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we could, but it's, um, I don't know. I, I, I'm getting a little tired of that kind of thing.
1: Um, American Gods, it's based oh, yeah, on, yeah, on right. the book. I, I feel like... Have you read the book? No. Did I, you? I, no, I, I've I've been meaning to read the book for almost 20 years, and I kept telling myself I should read the book before I watch the show, but I'm 20 years late. <laughs> I think you should, because when I started watching
0: it, the the way that the show is set up, I had really no idea what was happening until, like, I think there's like... 12 episodes or something mm-hmm. i didn't really know what was happening until like episode like 10 or something
1: neil gaiman is one of my favorite writers yeah uh, of graphic novel stuff and so if not the best but.
0: It, it is a very well made i gave it a six out of ten it's a very well made show the special effects are really interesting the cinematography is interesting it's a very neil gaiman-y kind of yeah. dialogue you know yeah and the characters are interesting but i don't the story is so empty to me. Mm. Like it doesn't have, it, it's, it's very like, you don't know what's happening. This is a mystery and everyone's so
1: crazy. And it's like, okay, <laughs> that
0: gets a little old after a while, you know, like when are you going to get right. to the plot?
1: You know? you know, they did a series called a uh, preacher. Did you see that one? No, it was based on a graphic novel called preacher. And, uh, I liked the graphic novel quite a bit. Well, You gave me a hundred bullets. Oh, right. Yes. So you
0: remember that it was a similar kind of thing where it's like really interesting scenes and really interesting, like little stories. Yeah. But the overall story was too confusing or too convoluted or no one was really manning the helm. Yeah. And it just kind of, I just lost interest in it because I'm just like, I don't, I don't, it started out interesting, but, and there's some interesting points, but I don't really get how everything fits together. together. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I watched the, the third season of Fargo. Love this show. Uh, 10 out of 10. It's one of my favorite TV shows of all time. Okay. Love that show. Wow. Uh, watched the second season of The Crown. Love that show. 10 out of 10, The Crown. I never cared about man. Royals before, but the have you seen The Crown? No, it's no. So good, man. Like it, It's historical, one, yeah. and it's not cheesy at all. Like, they... And I I listened to a Fresh Air episode with the writer, creator, and he is like a legit kind of – he's really trying to stay true to the story. Wow. But he's also knowing that he doesn't necessarily know the story. So he doesn't he doesn't necessarily fill in the gaps. You know oh. what I mean? Like he doesn't
1: just fill it in with nonsense. He just kinda keeps it subtle, you know? Wow. Anyway. I, I recently watched a two hour special on YouTube. Yeah. Uh I it must have been shown on T V at some point, I don't remember one of those history channels or something. But it was all about um how we don't understand uh and I know you've heard this, but how we don't understand how the pyramids were built. Yeah. And there's all these theories and there's all these things, but they, they presented all this evidence how there's so many things that do not add up. They don't make sense. And it's fascinating. Things like the perfection of the cuts, things like the mathematical ratios of everything, things like the, the relationships to to uh, cosmological numbers that there's no way we would have thought that 3,000 years or 5,000 years ago they would have known and all these things. It's so fascinating. Yeah. Mind-blowing. I've 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 gone
0: down s- similar pyramid rabbit holes on YouTube and found that I love watching the the graphics, you know, the yeah. the cartoon recreations <laughs> of how they might have made cuz right. they they just don't know. Yeah. But they have different theories as to how they made. Right. It. They some people think they used actual like buoyancy to like get the um the rocks up right. up, up the thing. There's like a there's like a way you could do that. And the bottom line is is that we completely underestimate the technological and and scientific knowledge of people in the past. B- well, and, because and, we just right. have this idea in our head, like, well, they're all idiots back then, because you know, da 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 da, but they and, weren't.
1: Right, and and part of it is uh, be- one of the things they were talking about is since there is no description in all the drawings and, and hieroglyphs of how any of this stuff was done. One of the theories that is not very popular but it is there is that it wasn't actually built by the the egyptians we know of but it was built before that time and that sort of the way it was done was sort of lost to history and that the egyptians we know about definitely lived there used it to put stuff and do stuff but they didn't build it and yet they built other more recent temples and that that the craftsmanship is very different and all these things right so that's fascinating too yeah. Well,
0: regardless, the culture of people who built that uh, have been lost to history. Yeah. 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 Uh, I I finally watched Forbidden Planet from 1956. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> with Leslie Nielsen. Right. And I gave it a seven out of ten. I mean, I thought, okay, let's watch this, you know, old ass movie that's like, you know, Flash Gordon or something. Yeah.
1: But. It's actually like entertaining, but why do I feel like the only way that I've seen that was as part of MST3K? It, they might have done it, but it's actually pretty good. Like
0: it, I mean, f- 1956. Yeah, I mean, just think about that, yeah. 1956. Right. And it is, it's a, it's an, it still holds up. I mean, okay. you know, the effects, but you know, the effects are kind of interesting. But like, the story, but the story is interesting, and and the the interesting thing to me is that. It was the basis of mm-hmm. all science fiction after that. <laughs> like yeah. so, you can tell so much about the science fiction that we have been watching for the past forty years. Sure, like Star Trek comes right out of this. Yeah, 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 and and several other things.
1: No, I do. I mean, I remember liking it as a kid. I, I probably only seen it once, maybe twice. Like that's what I, I feel like I saw it as a kid. But then later, I I feel like I saw it in mystery science Theater, but maybe I'm wrong about that. It's also really interesting because at the time, it
0: was commonplace to be in the military if you were a man, mm-hmm. right? World War II, right. Korea. And so there's a lot of military themes mm. to, to the crew, you know what I mean? It, because yeah. it, to, to, I think to the audience back then, it's like, well, obviously, they'd be like a like a submarine yeah. crew. And like the, you can
1: relate to this kind of thing. Right. And I mean, Star Trek had that same vibe. Remember we talked about how the original Star Trek had a much more uh in underwater, but like claustrophobic feel to it. Whereas the more modern, the next generation was like these open bridges, very well lit, all these things.
0: I also rewatched The Beastmaster from nineteen.
1: Oh, yeah. With... um What's his name? Uh, Mark Singer. Mark Singer, who was in v the final battle. You know, when I was a kid, I I liked this
0: movie. I remember, like, you know, catching it, every, catching it every now and then, and liking it.
1: Uh, it's a terrible movie. It's terrible. I gave it a one out of two. Honestly, I didn't like it as a kid. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I no, that's not a, the fair. I, I enjoyed it as a kid, but I remember thinking it's not a good movie. But, but I it, it, but it
0: is. It is fascinating how weird it is. It's actually kind of weird. The villain is weird, mm-hmm. like. It's the, the the director writer definitely took some interesting choices. Uh, rewatched Crocodile Dundee. Oh, that's not a knife, Paul Hogan. I loved this movie when I was when I was fifteen. <laughs> Me Me it too. is
1: terrible. It have is you, terrible. Have you rewatched *Romancing the Stone* recently? I have,
0: and similar thing. I mean. Romance I feel Romancing the Stone is a better movie. Definitely holds up better yeah. than Crocodile Dundee, but not nearly <laughs> the way I, I... I watched Romancing the Stone, me and my friend Eric, we watched that movie probably
1: like 50 times. It was so fun. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. In Colombia, we had a love-hate relationship with that movie. Because, oh. you know, it takes place in, quote-unquote, yeah. Colombia. But we are like, A, they're all speaking with Mexican accents. <laughs> B... That's not Columbia, you know, like they they were filming in like Mexico or somewhere or or LA. Who knows? (laughs)
0: All right. Well, that does it for that rambling episode of Psychology in Seattle. Thanks for joining us out there. Let us know what you think. If you want, you can email us at contact at psychologyinseattle.com. That's contact at psychologyinseattle.com. Uh, thanks for joining me, Berto, on this adventure today. It was very fun. Please take care of yourself because you deserve it.